Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Nirvana with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni for one last day. This is it. This is it. Until I go on vacation and then you're back. Yeah, I'll be back. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot in July, I think. <laughs> it's almost become your radio station. It's uh, you in know, a very brief period e- of time. Even if I have a little, a small sliver of a, of a home, I'm happy. And uh, it feels like home here. It's going to be uh, cloudy today with some occasional showers this afternoon. I don't know if that's going to wind up affecting uh, uh, the Free Music Friday concert tonight with Bryn Cartelli. As a chance, this seems to be like a window where I think they'll probably squeeze it in. High of 82 today. Tomorrow, uh, variable clouds, scattered thunderstorms, a high of 80. Kind of the same for Sunday. A little bit warmer, high of 85. About 61 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. I suppose we're going to probably talk about that submarine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. We may just get around to it. It uh, may be, uh, you know, I mean. Seems like something that people might be interested in. It is. Uh, it's a big topic. And it would be uh, it'd be a shame to just kind of dance around it. It, it, uh, it was a big, talk, uh, big topic last night. Yeah. And, well, you know, we're going to take a sense of approach to it, as you can very well imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a human story. It uh, it really is. So, you know, that's, uh, we'll get to that and some other stuff, too. It's 535 on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 555 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Marty Caproni filling in for one more day. Steve will be back on Monday. So uh, that's something to look forward to. But until that happens, you're just going to have to put up with Marty. Sorry, you stuck with me. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about the the show last night. Last oh. night at the at the loft. How was that? A great time. Thank you to the listeners that came out. There was uh, there was definitely some fans. Um, it was awesome. Uh, well, it wasn't the most packed because uh, you know the weather was forecasting yesterday. I don't know if you remember this because you have to do the forecast nine times a show. Right. They were saying there was going to be showers. Uh, later in the day, and uh, well, the loft but, is an outdoor arena, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing but the most perfect weather. I was mad. I was like, "Geez, I would rather be barbecuing right now." So I'm sure other people are. So I didn't really expect a lot of people to show up, but we did have a pretty good turnout, and uh, the people were let let me say um, a great comedy audience. Good. They got it. They understood that it's okay to make jokes. Well, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going out on a limb. It's been a long time since I've done any of that stuff. But yeah. isn't uh, aren't stand-up comedy shows really about the jokes? They're they're supposed to be. Yeah, and the like, way like, like jokes, are like yeah, you know, just part of the landscape. You know, now uh, there's this trend. I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase, punching down. Have you heard of this? Yes. Yeah. 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 So now they f- everyone feels like comedy is supposed to be friendly and safe. And there's supposed to be no rough edges. No one gets their feelings hurt. And if they if they do, you are punching down. Uh, I wasn't punching down. First of all, I'm not. I mean, that's a long ways to punch down. <laughs> it's about thirteen thousand feet to punch down. Right. I was just making observable, funny observations about the bizarreness of the situation, yeah. not the loss of no. human life. You were going like a you know, like a comedic uh, Tasmanian devil approach. Yes, just yeah. spinning around. Spitting. <laughs> I made what I thought was a harmless, innocuous post on my Facebook promoting the dinner show. I just said, why would somebody spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars and risk their life when they could just spend twenty 
and get comedy and a nice dinner show. <laughs> and chicken meat. And chicken Yeah. Oh, night. Lord, the skies opened up and it rained <laughs> offense. Everyone was offended and upset. And uh, and so then just to, uh, to make sure that I uh, stayed true to my roots, I made it my goal last night to go on stage and see how long I could talk about this and how long I could keep pushing it. And uh, I, I got to a half hour. I got wow. to 31 minutes of just submarine <laughs> jokes. It's too bad you couldn't have given yourself another 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You probably could have gone on I further. think I could have. Yeah. I think I could have. I, was, I, I think I was leaving saying, oh, darn, I left that on the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll save that for a later time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 5.58 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. 7.29, see an associate for details at Staples. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. Last night was the NBA draft in Chicago, and as expected, the San Antonio Spurs selected 19-year-old, 7-foot, 5-inch center Victor Wembayana from France with the number one overall pick. Now, this young man is arguably not only one of the most heavily touted draft picks in years, He's also the biggest thing to come out of France since the French fry or the belief that Jerry Lewis is a genius. Of course, the big question isn't whether Victor Wembayama is going to be the next big thing in the NBA. What everybody else wants to know is how the Celtics do last night. Well, as you know, Brad Stevens doesn't screw around. When that guy gets a bug in his shorts, he starts making deals all over the place. And as you are already aware, on Wednesday, Brad Stevens orchestrated a colossal blockbusting three-team deal that sent Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies for a first-round pick at number 25 and another one for next season. The Grizzlies then sent a couple of guys to the Wizards, and the Wizards, in turn, sent us, Kristaps Porzingis. Pretty big deal, right? Well, Brad Stevens doesn't sit still. He's feeling offers like his ass is on fire. Last night, he traded that first-round pick at number 25 to the Pistons for number 31 and two future draft picks in the second round. Then he traded their pick at number 31 to Charlotte for number 34 and 39. Then he trades number 34 to Sacramento for 38 for a future second-round pick. And then, as if that wasn't enough, he traded number 39 to the Hawks for another second-round pick again in the future. In other words, the only guy they picked last night was small forward Jordan Walsh from Arkansas at number 38. Folks, I needed an abacus, two Venn diagrams, a compass, a spreadsheet, six number two pencils, and a fresh pack of sticky notes to keep up with Brad Stevens last night. And even then, I had to check my work to make sure I was getting it right. What kind of player is Jordan Walsh? How the hell would I know? For all I know, he could be out the door by lunchtime. So I don't really want to get too attached. All I know is that under Brad Stevens, no one is safe, everyone is expendable, and that nobody on the roster should be signing any long-term lease agreements because there are two future second-round picks on the line. Brad Stevens is already six steps ahead of you. But hey, and if I'm I yappin's force brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills on sale at Rocky's. The Weber Genesis for $8.99 and the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the grilling gear, free fuel, assembly, and delivery. Your grilling destination is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Marty's here for uh, one more day. Steve is back on Monday. Appreciate you being here, though, because it, uh, it, one, makes it a whole lot more fun to do than just talking to myself. And then, two, it's... 
I mean, it's good. To, uh, you've been doing a great job. Uh, thanks, man. I love doing it, you know? And I love when, like, the list, like last night, I had some of the listeners come up to me and repeat back stuff that we were goofing around with on the show. And stuff. <laughs> right. It's, it's cool. Yeah. You, you do forget. I was telling you this. You forget sometimes that the conversation we're having, it's hard to place what's on the air or what's not on the air. Like the time I was telling you I was at Evan's Egg House, <laughs> and right. I, I said, oh, I hear the bacon hash is great. And the waitress goes, ah, effing Bax. <laughs> and I go, wait, how did you know that Bax told me? And she's like, of course. Yeah, right. And then I, 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 I still didn't put it together. And then I was like, no, he like really told me. And she's like, oh, my God, wait, you're the guy on the radio with him that was talking to him yesterday. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it, it's true. I mean, people hear it, and all of a sudden, like, like Evans just got a big, sw- you know, this big swell of people going to it all of a sudden. and Someone's eating bacon hash right now. Thanks. Yeah. And Clogging so, those arteries, thanks to us. And Tony, who's the uh, the chef over there, is like, my God, I can't believe how busy you are. I said, well, you know. All it's going to take for me is like a good you know, three or four minutes to bury this place. And I'll eat <laughs> up your workload in no time. He said, no, don't do that. <laughs> well, we it was funny. One of the people came up to me, and that was one of the – oh, uh, uh, he was one of the newer comics, Kippy. And he came up to me and goes, you and Bax talking about the restaurants one after another yesterday. <laughs> so fun. Did, did anyone bring you any food? I go, no. No, of course not. They didn't bring us food. All the things we talked about. You know, yep. We expected uh, someone to show up here within 30 seconds yeah. feeding us, and nothing happened. Yep. Yep, it's but, too bad. So last night, yeah, the, 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 you got to tell the story because I think it's, I think this is what comedy is all about. You know, there's the you hear about this tragedy with the uh, with the Titan, and it's a terrible story. I mean, it, let's, let's, I mean, it, it's terrible. But the way we sometimes deal with terrible things as a defense mechanism is to laugh about it because it's sure. the only thing that pre- that that uh, prevents us from going crazy and wanting to blow our brains out. Right. And and while you don't celebrate loss of life, sometimes how people die, there's humor in that, right? Circumstances are funny. P- like, tragedy is not funny. Five people a year have vending machines fall on them while they're trying to steal stuff out of the vending machines and die. And you know what? <laughs> if you make a joke about it, so be it. No one has a problem. Yeah. But you take five dumb billionaires and throw them in a steel can that the, and drop them in the ocean and now all of a sudden everyone's upset but i here's my thing i don't you don't wish death on them but i have to point out the things like the fact that five guys who had the intelligence to uh, accumulate that kind of wealth for fun decided that that was their pursuit they were going to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to climb in a steel can that had was controlled by a logitech Bluetooth game controller, like a PlayStation controller. <laughs> so, you know, it's like one of those things I'm making the point. Yeah. I'm just saying, it, it, not, not no point when you were getting in there and the guy's like, see, look, at this is a controller. You're like, you know, I'm a billionaire. I think maybe I could probably go with a different company. You know, like maybe. <laughs> maybe I can upgrade yeah. to something a little less Bluetoothy. Yeah. And then, uh, so I just listed off the things yesterday on stage two that you could do with a billion dollars that probably, like you could buy the Marlins or the Rays, you know, or you could take a submarine ride and end up amongst the Marlins and the Rays, right? <laughs> so some people were offended, and yeah. some people get it. Some people are like, "Oh, that's funny," but uh, that's that's comedy. That's but wait, but what you were telling me is that you know, so you you did twenty minutes of time last night at, at 30, 30, thirty minutes, yeah. okay, thirty minutes, thirty one. If I'm splitting hairs, okay, yeah. thirty one, thirty two, give or take a few of minutes. All submarine jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's like you did. 
Yeah, it's like one submarine joke after another. When you went on another joke, and you all brought it back to another submarine. So joke. that's what I kept doing. That's to me, that is the mark of someone who is pure genius and about to break out. <laughs> it's it's it's. I I was making. I would make a point not related to the submarine, and then I would I, when everyone was already thinking about that point, I would then bring them back <laughs> to the submarine. And they were like, and then they were like, "Oh my god!" And I just kept doing it until they were all on board. Yeah, you know, uh, I I wish that we could. I wish that like it's almost like one of those ones where you want to go to the phones just so that someone could be like, "Oh god, that was good." But also, you were like, I really don't want them to say some of the jokes that I'm saying right publicly on air. But uh, but it it was a it was a true joy to do. Uh, and, and well, you know, and I, how many people um, started the protest though? Because because of uh, of the the nature of the joking, uh, no one. That was the thing. By the the original, the, I took I I kept trying to take it to a deeper, pardon my the pun, to a, a deeper darker place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but every time I I would I would you know I I get to I got to one point where there was like two people that were laughing and everyone else was just nervously on the edge of the seat like oh my god what's he gonna do, and then I would. I would make a point. I, you know, I was making good points too. You yeah. know, everyone's upset about how they died. Everyone was like, "This is what a painful way to die." This and that. No, not really. They imploded. Yeah, dying within, within seconds. Within seconds, the, the 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 outside of the sub heats up to the temperature of the sun. The whole thing collapses. Poof, your atom, your your atoms and 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 your existence is done. Actually, when you think about it, the way we were thinking this thing was going right. would have been worse. Right, forty hours of, of usable way, air, much way worse. worse. I think it would have been worse just because I hate small talk. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be damned if I want to do forty hours of small talk with these people, knowing we're going to die. Yeah, that's uh, that puts a, a real a, cast over the whole thing. Well, what, what would you like if we could have a last meal right now? What would you What would you get instead of this beef jerky that we have right now? <laughs> you know, you, you, they they died a very instant quick death, and I made the point that everyone in the audience, myself included was going to die a much worse death. We're mostly going to die at a Bay State or Mercy or if things are really bad in life, Wing. Uh, and I was making... <laughs> I was, I'm just kidding. If you work for Wing Hospital, it's a great place. Wing is fine. They're great. Uh, but I was making that joke, and you know, I said, you know, my buddy Carlos lives in Springfield. I said, I mean, look at Carlos. He's going to die by either a gunshot wound or a stabbing. I mean, I'm just playing the numbers here. And uh, they were... They, they were... They were fun. They had a good uh, a good sense of humor about it, but it it did get it got tight at points. The uh, twenty two news last night um, on their website ran a story about the fact that people are making memes and jokes. Oh and yeah, that, you know the Redditness. There's subreddits that are blowing up, you know, specifically about this right. story, and they wanted to find out well why are people doing that? And there's there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of you know, philosophies about it. Hilarious and One fun. because uh, they make us laugh, but two, there's a, an out element of Schadenfreude. You know, people just are like, you know, it's always fun to make uh, you know light of the troubles of others. And then there's also a feeling that uh, you know people just generally distrust and dislike billionaires. But I think the argument really should be is that when people are faced with horrific stories or tragedies in their lives, right. It's laughter that gets you through it. It, exactly. it. You know, the moment you can turn a tragedy into something that you can talk about and laugh about, that's the first step of healing. Anything, whether it's a 
a death in the family or you know the death of uh, of uh, anybody or you know or someone you know suffers a terrible uh, ill uh, you know injury right until you start making fun of it it's like well okay well i mean what do you think happens and that was one of my favorite things when uh, people are like see what happens when it happens to someone that you know and love and it's like it has and i've made jokes to cope with it yeah you know Nothing crazier than, by the way, a comedian's funeral or talking about a comedian's. It, it, there are so many jokes because that's how we process, whether that's right or wrong or whatever. It's up for somebody else. But you can't pass moral judgment on somebody for making light of the situation of the things that are that, that you're going to make light of. You know, I, I do it. Yeah, you know, I, do, I do it frequently. I don't always bring it up on the air, but when, you know, tragedy strikes, you know, I'm already processing jokes in my yeah. my head. Yo, uh, the space shuttle blows up. I, I got a good 15 minutes out of that. <laughs> the, yeah, you know, when, uh, when when Squeaky Frome shot at the, at, at the Gerald Ford, all of a sudden I said, like, you know what? I got I got a good 15, 20 minutes of that stuff, and I was only, like, 10. Right. and and But I, I was doing comedy at a 12th grade level. But... <laughs> But I think you you can also make them. Listen, I, here's one thing I will acknowledge too: there there is a streak of people with a real mean streak that really hate billionaires so much right now. Yeah, that there's like you could tell the ones that literally it's like it's less about joking and more they're upset that the, their camp at Occupy Wall Street got broken up, right? <laughs> so they're 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 that they're that person. I'm not that person. I don't resent anybody for whatever success they've had as long as they've achieved it a great way. But once you've had that success and you do what I consider to be a stupid pursuit with it, I I feel like I'm entitled to say that. I feel like if you gave me a billion dollars and you were like, hey, here's a what, what would you like to do with your billion dollars today, Marty? Would you like to uh, be the... F- first civilian in space or would you like to go down three miles to the bottom of the ocean this tin can that's made by this guy that you can't even trust that he's got a logitech uh, remote control bluetooth <laughs> by the way blue not even wired not even wired <laughs> I, I can't even get my headphones to link to my phone half the time yeah yeah bluetooth underwater i mean what, what go wrong i'm sure we've tested that out right shocked that any of this could have failed by the way right if you if you are gonna do something, like, I I feel like that's a pretty stupid pursuit. Yeah, and then of course people get upset. They're explorers. They're the people out there. That, what are you exploring? You're exploring a gravesite. Yeah, twelve hundred people died there with no windows. Right. Well, that was the other thing. Yeah. The thing. The thing. You're looking at a TV monitor. You could have parked your mega yacht right up there. Sat there with a nice scotch in your parlor. Sent down a drone. Done the same thing. And you know what? If the if the if the drone collapsed. Cheers. Listen, you you could have watched uh, the exploration of the, of the uh, Titanic yeah. on Nat Geo someday on uh, on TV and been perfectly safe in your home. There are so many things you could have done, and and I think this is one of the things that people do get resentful about is that some of these people that are accumulating this this crazy amount of wealth are entitled to do whatever they feel like now, and their their pursuits are stupid. Do you remember when going to space? Was a it was a country pursuit. It was a world yeah. pursuit. It was a now it became an, it's an ego race. Well, Elon Musk has this, so Jeff Bezos wants this, and uh, the the what's the uh, what's the Virgin Galactic uh, guy? Oh, uh, 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 Richard um, Branson. Branson. He right. wants this. Which one of you idiots is qualified to be Elon Musk? That that's about it. Jeff Bezos. You think the, he's qualified to run a space program? Well, nope. I don't know about that. 
I mean, if he can get a package to Fair you and like a Fair. next day delivery. Fair point. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, how I got to believe he can get you to the moon mm. back uh, and forth in no time what, the, at all. To be fair, to be fair, I want a guy who's got the common sense enough to get a prenup. <laughs> yeah, well, there's the other thing. <laughs> You're the richest. I still. That's how, by the way, you know there's too much wealth. When you can be the richest guy in the world, not sign a prenup, lose half your wealth, and, and still be, be the, the richest, richest guy in the world. In the world. Unbelievable. It's uh, six. 6.32 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's my last day of doing news, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, it's all brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pools sparking all summer long with free water testing, 730 Union Street in West Springfield. As you've heard already, the U.S. Navy acoustic system detected an anomaly on Sunday that was likely the Titan's fatal implosion. That's according to uh, senior military officials. The Navy went back and analyzed the acoustic data after the Titan submersible was reported missing on Sunday. The Coast Guard confirmed yesterday of a catastrophic implosion killing all five on board uh, immediately. Uh, that anomaly was consistent with an implosion or explosion in uh, the general vicinity of where the Titan uh, was operating when communications were lost. The official spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive acoustic detection system, the uh, which I guess we weren't supposed to know about. And the Navy passed on the information to the Coast Guard, which continues its search because the Navy did not consider the data to be definitive at the time. But now they're uh, that's what they're th- saying it is, that it was an implosion. So No truth that the Navy heard him say, press the B button, press the A button, B-B-A-A, B-B-B-A-A. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no confirmation of that, thank God. No. Uh, the Massachusetts Department of Fire Services is letting people know to leave fireworks to the professionals. This is the time of the year. You're so close to the 4th of July that what people do is they they cross the border into New Hampshire and they buy a whole skid of explosives for 4th of July weekend. Because America. Every single year, people are hurt and property is uh, destroyed by illegal fireworks in the Bay State. And much of that damage is done uh, right around the 4th of July, obviously. But under Massachusetts state law, it is illegal to use, possess, or sell in Massachusetts, it's also legal to buy them elsewhere and bring them into the state. Uh, in the past 10 years, the Commonwealth has endured nearly 1,000 fires and explosions and dozens of severe injuries and about $2.5 million in property damage caused by illegal fireworks. Now, here's the thing. In the last month, the Masters Department of Fire Services, state police, and other authorities have issued 10 summons in the last month for people who tried to bring fireworks into uh, Massachusetts. Well, they got 10. Yeah, 10. All right. Not too bad. I mean, it's probably 15,000 people that have gone say, up to, to Phantom to 10. buy their <laughs> to buy their mortars. Me. But, uh, it, you know, this time of year, and you, you always see it, and it's always on, on the Today Show and Good Morning America, there's this video they show of a mannequin being blown apart with salutes in its plastic hands. Oh, perfect. And, that, and to me, that is... That's like one of those annual things uh, that you always look forward to. It's like when Rose Kennedy was alive. Oh, she's 106 years old this year. That's wonderful. See you next year, Rose. And that's like, it's like, those are one of those, uh, like, like Christmas Day. You know, it's coming every year. Well, I, you know, going back to this, I think uh, no one wishes ill will on anyone, but fireworks injuries are very serious. Uh, I hope no one is injured uh, in a fireworks injury, but if someone is, I really hope it's my neighbor's one street over. <laughs> I almost want to say the street. 
I almost want to say the street because these idiots go up to they go up to New Hampshire. They get commercial grade fireworks. Yep. I live in Chicopee. This is in Belchertown. I've got acres of property between me and the neighbors. We're all little postage stamps lots, and you're sitting there, as this howitzer goes off one after another after another. And here's the best part. They're not, this isn't like uh, Springfield where they play some music and they do it and then it's done. They do them progressively as they drink and they get farther along in the evening. Sometimes when they're really feeling it, it's two in the morning and they're still shooting them off. And and myself or one of my other neighbors has to stand outside and make sure none of our houses catch on fire. So I'm just saying, yeah. if someone's going to get hurt and blow their hands off like a mannequin, shout out to you, person <laughs> that lives off of Beauchamp Terrace. Uh, hope it's you. Hope it's you. Know, you. It's, uh, it's interesting, though, because, um, you know, uh, several years ago when I was in my uh, my uh, my sad divorce guy apartment in Chicopee, yeah, yeah. Uh, I experienced exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I went to the fireworks at the at the park. Yeah, uh, on, on the Fourth yeah. of July. Not, yeah, and you're absolutely right. You know, the the further the alcohol ingestion goes on, uh, the more illegal fireworks are shot off uh, around the park right. too, which I think is crazy because every cop in the city is at the park. Also, but, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing? There was just a professional show worth tens of thousands of dollars. You think you're really, wow the neighbors with yeah. this one. I think you're going to do better than what yeah. they just did. But yeah, I, but the thing that I noticed is is that the more heavily you're drinking, uh, the less likely is that that mortar is going to be set up <laughs> perfectly in a, in a ter- uh, perfect vertical. Yeah. And in fact, what winds up happening is it either is set off at an angle. Somewhere between ninety to forty-five degrees, a thousand percent, and uh, and that's when things get very dangerous. That's yeah. when you blow your fingers off, and then you go back to uh, the New York Giants to play football. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, I'd like to say, I am not wishing anyone gets hurt. I'm simply saying, if somebody is going to get hurt, I have a vested interest <laughs> in the safety of my home. <laughs> really hoping. It's yeah. one of these idiot neighbors. Uh, there was an Amber Alert yesterday. I don't know if anyone uh, got that on their phones, but uh, but I sure did. Uh, an Amber Alert was canceled for a four-year-old girl that was reportedly kidnapped in Springfield on Thursday. She has been found safe, thank God. According to the Springfield Police Department, around 8.40 a.m., officers were called to the 300 block of Main Street in Indian Orchard for a possible kidnapping by her non-custodial biological mother, 32-year-old Brandy Arnold of Palmer. She arrived at her daughter's home to visit and took the child and an Amber Alert was issued around 11:15 yesterday by the state police for four-year-old Cortana Gonzalez. Uh, for a short time, information was received that uh, Arnold and her daughter were in Cheshire. But according to uh, Mass State Police, Arnold and Cortana were found by state police inside a trailer at a trailer park on Fifth Avenue in Cheshire just before uh, noon. So they actually uh, figured this out in 45 minutes. Child was unharmed and reunited with the family. Arnold was taken into custody and brought back to the Springfield Police Headquarters, uh, which has jurisdiction over kidnapping incidents. She's being charged with kidnapping of a minor by parent or relative and reckless endangerment of a child. Here's a weird story. Uh, In Turner's Falls, there were, well, actually, uh, yesterday in Western Mass, there were three lottery winners. All unconnected to each other. You know, you sometimes like yeah, sure. three people go into like a like a Powerball ticket. That's yeah. not what happened here. Uh, three scratch tickets. Turner's Falls man won four million dollars 
in the uh, 100 times the money instant ticket game. According to uh, the lottery, Jose Diaz of Turner's Falls claimed he the, the winning ticket on June 16th. Jose chose the uh, one-time payment and will receive $2.6 million of the $4 million he was promised. But, hey, who cares, man? That's still a hell of a lot of money than he had, uh, say, like on uh, the 15th. But uh, so he wins. Uh, he he bought his ticket in Northampton. A Beckett man won a million dollar prize in the fifty times cash instant ticket game. Uh, Keith Mackey of Becky claimed that winning ticket on the fourteenth. He chose the one time payment. That one million dollars quickly uh, slides to six hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars. He bought that in uh, Lee, and then an Agawam man won a half million dollars in the Masters Mass Cash drawing. Uh, Michael Spandell of Agawam matched five numbers, walks off with the uh, with a whole stack of cash. So congratulations to three people Congrats. from Western Mass, all uh, all scratching and winning. The Agawam one seems fishy. <laughs> <laughs> you know those Italians over there. I don't know my people. I don't know same he- ones when you go to a bachelor party. They have a uh, uh, a a sixty thirty raffle, and you're like, wait a second, what happened to the other? <laughs> No, I, that's uh, that's none of your business. That's none of, hey, stop asking the questions, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. You, um, congratulations on all your newfound wealth. Yeah. Uh, I hope you invested somewhere nice. I can give you a great investment. I'm not really a stockbroker, but I can give you a great place where you shouldn't invest two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just taking it back again, baby. Yeah. Here's a couple of ideas yeah. that could save your life. Thanks or, to Marty right, Caproni. Right. Or I. this is the time for me to tell everybody about my business, Rivergate Titan, where I will just be making paper mache submarines, putting them in the river in front of Bondi's Island for a I mere $10,000. That sounds somewhat unsafe to me. I don't <laughs> – going on a limb. I, uh, I don't know if that's uh, – I don't know if that's proper. <laughs> Uh, hey, this weekend uh, in uh, in Springfield and West Springfield, a big event, Hooplandia, the uh, the basketball tournament that we talked to uh, talked about uh, a yeah, few yeah. weeks ago with yeah. uh, Gene Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, that takes place starting today through Sunday uh, at both the uh, the Big E and at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, you might want to get parking early. You know how both places are about their parking. Oh, sure. The uh, the three day festival kicks off uh, today at the Big E with uh, teams uh, checking in at noon. They're expecting like thousands of basketball players uh, to be playing in the next couple of days in both in both locations. And it sounds like it's actually going to be a lot of fun. And it, I bet you if I had to place money, Brad Stevens will figure out a way to sign them all tomorrow. <laughs> With 38 <laughs> and, different draft picks. Yeah, and, and then trade them immediately that's, yeah. because that's what he's going to do. But, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool event. Uh, apparently over 1,000 players across New England will compete in more than 70 uh, blacktop courts. Uh, at the Big E just alone, sure. and never mind what they're going to wind up doing, I believe, tomorrow uh, at the Hall of Fame. So that's a real cool event. Very cool. I yeah. Mean, there's some stuff to do uh, this weekend here in Western Mass for, yeah. for all those people. And that yeah. uh, that would be one of them. Yep. And tonight, hopefully, uh, the Free Music Friday concert with Bryn Cartelli uh, will go off as planned. You know, like Trailer Trash, like last week, there was, there was rain in the forecast and they were still able to squeeze the show in. They're, uh, I, I love those guys. They're good guys. Bob and all those guys. And, and uh, you know, who else did the concert series there? And I think he's becoming a regular at MGM is my good friend Otan Vargas. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Do you, are you familiar with, with I don't Otan? know him, but I, I, you know, I've heard people talk about Well, him. he just released a, a video. I believe it's called Without You. It's on YouTube. I mm-hmm. want you to check it out after. I met Otan, not to name drop, but I met him from Aaron Lewis. And Aaron... 
basically was like, this guy's voice sounds better than my voice did yeah. even at my young at, at my youngest, which was insane because Aaron has one of the best voices, you know, uh, that I, I've ever listened to right. live. And uh, he he did that concert down there. It's, apparently, it's quite. I haven't been down for the concert. Uh, they're a blast. I mean, great crowds. Yeah, they've they've got a good lineup uh, this year. You know, Brent Cartelli was on. Uh, you know, I was gonna. Was that the American Idol? She's on the American, American Idol, Idol or yeah. something like that. And yeah, is she, is she part of the family that owned like auto? Yeah, the dealership? fathers and sons. Really? Yeah. Ah, good for them. Damon Cartelli's her father. You know what I like about that? They're like fathers and sons, and she was like, "Oh, no daughters. All right, well, I'm okay, gonna make well, my own little way here in the world. Yeah, I'll do. I'll, I'll grab my own niche. I'll be the dad. most famous dad <laughs> and sons. You know, every kid has got to uh, has got to rebel in some way. Some way. That's you know, a great the, way to rebel. Yeah, yeah, great way to rebel. I'm gonna sing rather than sell cards. <laughs> I became super talented and world famous as opposed to just famous here at Western. Mass. Yeah. Where whereas you know my manager is getting me gigs, your manager over there is putting floor mats on a brand new car. <laughs> Uh, the Partner Valley forecast is brought is uh, is looking like this. As I said, uh, cloudy. There's a chance of occasional showers this afternoon with a high of 82. Uh, tomorrow, variable clouds, scattered thunderstorms could happen. Uh, more rain after midnight tonight. Tomorrow, the high of 80. Sunday is kind of uh, pretty much the same. 62 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Springfield's classic rock. It's 6:52, and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today. There's a chance of occasional. Showers, particularly this afternoon, it may or may not affect uh, Free Music Friday uh, with uh, Brent Cartelli tonight. High of 82 tonight, a few showers and then steady rain after midnight, low of 66 tomorrow, variable clouds, scattered thunderstorms, high of 80. Pretty much the same thing for Sunday with a little bit higher temperatures with a high of 85. 62 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Believe it or not, there's a whole other side to classic rock and each week I sit down uh, with some of the greatest legends in rock and new wave and alternative and metal. Uh, talk to producers, authors, record executives, and up-and-coming artists, too, on Baxi's musical podcast. I talk to members from The Police, The Talking Heads, The Violent Femmes, The Sex Pistols, Devo, The Go-Go's, Judas Priest, uh, Dire Straits, and many, many more. You can always check uh, that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. All brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them online at ZNMHomes.com. My guest this week has been Cherry Vanilla, the former publicist for David Bowie. She also uh, acted in a couple of productions of uh, Andy Warhol's Factory and a bunch of other stuff. Fascinating story, and you can check that out. And uh, next week, uh, my conversation with uh, a real up-and-coming artist, Jess Cowan, whose new album, Exotherm, was released uh, yesterday. It's a great, great record. That uh, interview will be available starting on Monday morning at rock102.com. Well... I, for one, am going to listen to that podcast. Are you really? Are you just, I am. Are you just nope. saying you're going to listen I'm to that going podcast? To, I don't listen to very many podcasts, but I'm going to listen to that podcast. Cherry Vanilla is a good one. I have to say that. Uh, I've done a couple of David Bowie ones that were really interesting. She She's one of them. Uh, but Carlos Alomar, who was uh, his musical director on 11 albums from yep. like 1974 to like 2003. Phenomenal. A uh, decent one. Well, this is a guy that... Uh, was part of the uh, house band of the Apollo Theater. Oh no way! Before he graduated high school. Oh, that's crazy. It's absolutely bananas. And like Luther Vandross was his best friend. He married uh, uh, Robin Clark, who was like the uh, the backup singer for Simple Minds. I mean, just just it, the guy has played with everybody. It's a phenomenal story. He's a wicked cool guy. 
That's from just a couple weeks ago. All those old interviews are still available to listen to on rock102.com. You know, you know what I like about you, Bax? What? I, I mean, I like a few things. Uh, I like your passion. The good looks? I like the good looks. I like the passion for food. Oh, yeah. Uh, we share that. But I, uh, I like that you, after I don't know how many years in radio, uh, but you could probably tell me uh, a long time. Right. You, you genuinely have a passion for music. Like You like it on a level that not most people like it on. Yeah, it's called the it's <laughs> yeah. you know? it's a compulsive disorder. I think it, what it, it really is. It's like a personality flaw <laughs> at this point. Where I not only I not only listen to a lot of music, I own way too much of it. So you still oh, and you're probably not even di- well. You've been through the whole era, so you probably it's not even digital so much. You probably just have like a, a whole CD collection, a whole vinyl collection, a whole. I I, I I've got so I've got music on uh, in our living room. Yeah, but uh, the large portion of that is all in my basement, on like two bookshelves and like you know double stacked. It's like it, there's just way too much. I mean, it's a couple thousand records, records and CDs in the house, and of course, you know, I can't help myself. Occasionally, I'll have to order something, something new, or you know, go to a record store like like Raspberries and uh, Ludlow Great great record store there and uh and I'll, and I'll pick something up because it's a it's an addiction it's still the fun for you it's the kid in you it's like me i pick up um baseball cards every once in a while oh do you really yeah because as a kid i collected them you know what i mean so i do that or i go to like a thrift shop and i uh, oh i know i i this is the first question you guys got any baseball cards you got any yeah I, I get a lot of cards you know like i'll buy like whatever there's a box of cards or whatever i got the other day i got pokemon cards Really? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, they don't. They don't do they have? Do kill? they hold their value? Uh, I don't. I have no idea. I just know like one Pokemon card's worth like a million dollars, and I was like, yeah, you buy a scratch ticket. Why not throw five bucks for the shoebox full of uh, Pokemon cards? And while going through them, I found a few sports cards, and one of the cards I found was a uh, 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 Josh Allen rookie. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that that could be. Uh... That could be valuable at some point. It's it's got value. It's got a crease in it though, which really upsets me. Yeah, that's that that does suck. I had a box of uh, of cards when I was a kid, and you know, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you have no idea that that things have yeah. any value because you don't understand what value you means. Throw your baseball cards around and everything, right? Yeah. So uh, there was like I think it was like a whole set of 1974 uh, cards that I had. The tops card uh, with a with a stale piece of bubble gum on it. And I drew mustaches on every player that was not (laughs) a member of the Boston Uh, Red Sox. Like, if there was a player that didn't have a mustache back in 1974, I drew a mustache on him. Oh, no. And and, uh, the thing about that in the the trading industry, I didn't realize at the time that that renders it meaningless. Frowned upon. (laughs) Yeah. I probably had, like, a couple of Nolan Ryans that, uh, that I drew big, giant... You know, handlebar mustaches on. This 1911 Honus Wagner? Yeah, right. Yeah, this T212 card. Well, that's, 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 you know what this guy needs? He needs like a he needs a beard that Fu makes him look like he's on, a Fu Manchu or a beard that makes him look like he should be in a box of cough drops. Yeah, right, right. Something different. But I, so I ruined those cards. Then mice wind up eating half the cards. Yeah, well. That's, but I, I that's because they taste like the gum. Remember how gum used to actually come in baseball? Oh, and, I do remember yeah. that. But, you know... Uh, I think it's great. You still have a uh, a childish a childish excitement about music. 
I'm like one of those guys that uh, like if I find something new that I haven't heard about yeah. or um, that and it could be old or legitimately new, something I may, never heard before and I love it. I, you know, that I, I'm 100% into it. There's That's this, the way I've always been about music. There's this uh, little indie band that you haven't heard of yet. I know working here, you probably wouldn't hear it, uh, but Leonard Skinnerd. I don't know if you've heard of them. I'm not uh, really aware of their work. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Have you seriously, have you ever, um, have you ever, found, like in the last year or two, found uh, a new artist that really just blows you. I know you have this uh, g- girl that's coming on the podcast. Yeah, Jess Cowan. Yeah, but have you ever found one that you're like, this might be one of my favorite bands, but it's new. It's newer band. Um. Yeah, I, I kinda. I mean, most of the ones that I'm discovering now are like bands that have been around for a really long time that I just never you know dove into that one. Yeah. And those are the ones that I'm finding listening to myself more and more. Like those are the ones I want to listen to. Yeah, because there's you know there's they're they're fascinating to me. And I got there's a, there's a there's a handful of bands I would say over the last five years ha- have been just that. You know, a lot of records finally decided to jump in to see what all the hubbub was about, yeah. and then all of a sudden like okay now you get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of bands like that. Do you? I know you also play drums, right? Yes. Do you listen to music sometimes the way I I, I play guitar? Uh, full disclosure, terribly now because I don't play it. Very you and much. I could form the worst band in the world. We actually that would what a fun day that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Book us for your party. Yeah, right. For Fourth of July, while you're where you're irresponsibly lighting fireworks. Back are you looking party. for great entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to provide it, but we could provide second rate awful entertainment. We'll get Nagel back now. He's on the Peloton. We'll put him in some spandex. You know, get him get him one of those uh, '80s wigs. Oh. He can't hold a tune in a paper bag, but you know what? He's our lead singer. He's our new lead singer. (laughs) It's 7 o'clock with Bax and Nagel. It's Marty Caproni at Rock 102. GG Inks. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but for me, it's always good to see a local guy draw a few national headlines. You know where they do things that makes news. I find that to be just great. When a local guy can shake off that Western New England sense of inferiority and establish himself and his activities to be newsworthy and intriguing. This is why I'd like to focus this morning on Vernon, Connecticut's very own Bill Romanowski, former four-time Super Bowl-winning champion linebacker for the 49ers and Denver Broncos. What did Romanowski do that was so damn special? According to reports, Romo and his wife have found themselves in somewhat of a pickle with the federal government for allegedly not paying this taxes. Now, I'm sure it's all a big misunderstanding. After all, Bill Romanowski attended a good Jesuit college like Boston College. Clearly can't be a complete dope. And yet somehow, he's been hit with a federal lawsuit claiming that he owes the IRS $15.3 million. How does something like this happen? Well, according to the 18-page complaint, the Romanowski's tax issues began 10 years ago when they started funneling money through their business to help pay their monthly rent, which, I should point out, has been costing them $10,000 a month. Now, not to brag, but on paper, 
I'm doing all right financially. Could I be doing better? Sure. I'm not making Bill Romanowski kind of money, but I'm paying my bills mostly on time, and I'm still able to fulfill all my many legally binding financial obligations. I'm what you might call a fiscally responsible sort of dude. But I'm also pretty sure that laundering money from your own business to pay your $10,000 a month rent and fighting uh, yourself owing $15.3 million to the feds is sort of a red flag. In fact, an argument could be made that this is not only the work of a tax-dodging scumbag, it might also be the sort of thing that suggests that the Romanowskis are possibly the two stupidest people to ever come out of the state of Connecticut. You might also recall that the Romanowskis were both indicted for prescription fraud uh, following the whole Balco steroid scandal back in 2003, and yet they chose to draw attention to themselves for dicking around with their taxes for the next 10 years. That, my tax-paying friends, is why they're so damn stupid. But hey, and if my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, bacon and eggs and the Blackstone, hell yes. The Blackstone 4-Burner Outdoor Griddle, 500 bucks all month at Rockies. You get the Blackstone breakfast kit for free, too. Breakfast goes outdoors with the Blackstone from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 713 in the police. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, Marty Caproni is here uh, filling in for uh, today's the last day. Steve will be back on, uh, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah, that's the worst part. Anyway, uh, the club, uh, the Loft Comedy oh. Club in Chicago, uh, yeah. you got you made a major announcement. Was it yesterday you made the announcement? Yes, I, I made the announcement on here, and it uh, turns out uh, a lot of listeners on here that happen to be Mark Norman fans. Yeah. Um, so because uh, instead of taking a nap yesterday, I had to answer about 900 uh, uh, questions from everyone. <laughs> Do you have the pre-sale code? Do you have the pre-sale code? Uh, the tickets are online. They are definitely moving. Mark Norman is probably one of the hottest uh, comedians in the country right now. Right. Playing all 3,000-seat theaters and everything else. And has chosen to come to little old Chicopee on a Wednesday and Thursday night and do two shows each night. Yeah, I know there has to be a story about how you guy how you get a guy like Mark Norman coming to this small little club in Chicopee. You know what the story is, really? I mean, I I've known I won't say I've known Mark, but I've known of Mark since probably started around the same time. Mark probably a little a little before me. Joe List, his podcast partners from Massachusetts, I've known Joe forever. Yeah. Both of them have wildly successful careers now. Mark is just a down to the earth, down to earth, salt of the earth guy, uh, and he loves comedy clubs. He, he the big venues are great; you get huge paychecks, but he loves to work material in smaller rooms. So, this is one of those chances to see him in an intimate comedy club kind of environment. You know, and uh, he's great. I mean, I I agree; he's he's fantastic. But you know, that really is kind of the cool part about smaller clubs like yep. occasionally you get somebody who's either you know working out m- new material or you know just you know one last push before they record a comedy special or whatever We've it may had, had those yeah years yeah whatever it may be and, and sometimes it's like it's a surprise pop-up performance yeah Th- this isn't one of those things but I mean, th- this but, is like know, sort of that yeah this kind of like it. this is kind of that i mean it's not really a pop-up so to speak but the show is the shows are July twelfth and thirteenth, so we're not talking far away, you know. Yeah. Um, but 
they're going to sell out. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to sell out to be able to see him in that environment. He has a huge fan base now. Yeah. Uh, his YouTube special has something like 12 million views. I was getting messages yesterday. People, uh, you know, wanting to know what the promo code was. Yes. To, yeah. to, you know, for the pre-sale should, promo let, code. Let, let me let me get this out of the way so that today I can I can I can take a nap at two or whenever the hell I get out of here. Uh, let me see. Here we go. Um, pre-sale code Mark twenty three. That's Mark with a K, not a C. Mark. 23 is the pre-sale code. All right. And you can go online at Loft Comedy Club now and buy those tickets. Now, um, I, I mean, I, 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 this, I don't know how far in advance you have scheduled out. I know like the summertime is sometimes a little a little light, but you know, Brutal, yeah. but that's true of every yes. Every cl- every club in really. This er- in this area, northeast, yes. Uh there's other parts of the country that I've been, you know, like Arizona where the summer is actually great for comedy because it's 123 degrees outside and yeah. no one wants to do anything. You can't even do anything outside, so you want to go somewhere air-conditioned. Air-conditioned with, like, icy enjoy. cold drinks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it sucks for me because when I've done Arizona in December, awesome, because you're like, all your friends are freezing back home. You're like, this is the best. And then when you do it in <laughs> August, you're like, why does anyone live here on this godforsaken planet? It's not Earth. <laughs> Everything here is trying to kill me. Everything's on fire. Uh, you try to go in the. I tried to go in the pool at the resort that they put us up in. Yeah, I tried to go in the pool. I could. It hurt. It physically hurt. It was the water was a hundred and sixteen degrees. Oh my god! I was trying to go to the shady part of the pool. Did you have like like you know dip in like one toe at a time like you're jumping into a hot bath? I wasn't thinking. I was like, this is gonna be great. This is like one of those like it's never occurred to me. I don't think it's occurred to anyone that you could actually jump into a pool and hurt yourself. I couldn't understand why no one was swimming in the pool. We I, we used to go to Virginia um, every summer to, to visit a, a cousin of my yeah. my ex wife, and we go to it was like around the Richmond area, and she had a pool. Yeah, and uh, it, it it it's so hot and humid down in the south, you know, in the summertime. Yep, that their pool water would be like ninety eight degrees, ninety five oh, yeah. degrees, and that it's was- like. It's there's nothing refreshing about it. There's nothing good about it. It you it you it's actually kind of hard to breathe just when you're standing in it. Yep. I can't even imagine 116 it's, degrees. It the was bed. insane. It, there was days where it was like, it was, or maybe it was 114. There were days where it was like 121 out. Yeah. And, and Arizona, I don't know, you know how much. This is probably a stupid fact that no one cares. Any new construction now. They have these misters that come out. So when you're walking like in like these, the area it's in is a new a new area. It's maybe built like two or three years ago. It's called House of Comedy, by the way. If you're ever in Arizona, go to House of Comedy. Awesome club, awesome people, awesome owners. But they have these misters that that mist outside all all night long, just yeah. misting outside the places. And I was like, why do they have these? And they said it's code building code now because of the dust. Nope. Because there's so much blacktop, because there's so much building that goes on in Arizona, yeah. because the population keeps growing. There's so much blacktop that the radiant heat from the sun that's stored in the blacktop comes up at night into the atmosphere, and basically act, the clouds at nighttime act as like tinfoil. And if you put something oh in the oven, God. the the overall temperature of Phoenix has gone up something crazy, like seven degrees over the last like. 30 years or 20 years or whatever it and is. And it started out kind of hot. Right. So this was the solution to have these misters to spray that mist onto the onto the blacktop to uh, take that heat uh, out of the atmosphere. 
That's how crazy. Everything there is trying to kill you too. There's like <laughs> scorpions and snakes and uh, the heat and the, it's it's insane. Yeah. How people live there, I I, I I don't I don't have any idea at all. No. Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> but my my wife is going to a, a wedding uh, this summer in uh, in Tampa. Oh God. In August, and it's like, I'm so glad I have to work because it's like, I don't I don't know if I can do it. I had a cousin that got that got uh, married in like the hottest day in like Massachusetts history, yeah. like like 107 degrees at his Ugh. wedding, and it was an outdoor wedding, and we're melting. Yeah, literally, you know, melting like uh, like my my butt cheeks were like you know two wet pork chops running up against <laughs> each other. It was awful. T- Tampa to me holds the title of probably creepiest city I've ever been to. Tampa, the, really? The, because the weather is so hot and muggy and stuff there that the people are they don't think normal. I don't know what it is, but like you you get these weird fans that they would be at the improv and they come up after and they're propositioning either me. Or uh, Jesse May, who I toured with for years, they're like, "We got a hot tub. If you want to come back with us, we've got a hot tub." Like, first of all, we're in Tampa. Who wants to go in a hot tub? You creep. <laughs> Second of all, why are you and your wife sitting here, like, having this conversation right now? And it's not like one or two where you're like, "Oh, those people are a little weird." It's like, it was like every show, yeah. and we're like, "Oh, you know what it is? They're just walking around all fired up because it's 103 and humid here all day." And that's yeah, but for the, for them, that's a kind of a that. that yeah. The air's got a bit of a chill today. It's only 103. Right. right. I might have to wear a jacket. Right. That's why they all think we're idiots from, you know, from Massachusetts going down there in February and jumping in the ocean. They, the, the people they there would never think about yeah. it because it seems crazy to them. I mean, I have friends who moved down there that love it, um, and, I, I, and that's great. I, I just could not. I love New England. I really do truly love New England. Yeah. I, I could do without it for about those two or three months of winter, but other than that, the seasons and everything else, I, I enjoy I'm you know? I'm kind of with you, you know, because I you know I lived away from New England for right. eleven years, so when I was away from it, you I didn't it. think I didn't even think about the things that I was missing until I got back, and I'm like, oh, how did I not know that fall was so beautiful in New yeah. England? How did yeah. how did I miss that for the first eighteen years of my life? Yeah, or or like, uh, well, there's pizza that actually tastes good, you know? That's, yeah, uh, that's right. Good. Everywhere else you go in the country and in the world, the pizza is trash. But you come to you come to the Northeast. It's true, all good pizza. Uh, well, all not the, all of it is, but, but all of it, most but of it is really good. Comparative, you know. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You have pizza in Canada. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got their but they got some of their own things that are pretty spectacular in oh, Canada. What, what what do they have that's spectacular in Canada? Smoked meat. I mean, we have that big here. giant pat- platters of uh, poutine. See, when I, they started at first. Oh, they also got those uh, those meat pies. Oh, no, gee, right. I love the okay. meat pie. All right, a good French meat pie. Gotta, that's a good That's a I'm good one. I'm from Chicopee. Man. It's half French, so all right, fine. Yeah, all right. See, French meat. In fact, lucky strike. It's uh, so those t- takeout French pies. They do? Oh, yes, they Ooh. do. Takeout French meat pies. Our uh, our former producer, Bobby Bouya, yeah. uh, his dad would make uh, the French meat pies. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a home run. Oh, my God. They're so good. Must so damn good. Poutine, something I never had until about four years ago, three years ago. Well, it wasn't really down here. It was, no, all, it was a purely it, was, Canadian thing. I've, I've toured Canada. I've been in Canada. I've done shows in Canada. Yeah. And I was just always like, the curds grossed me out. Those little oh, no, curds no, no, on no. the thing. So good. But once I had it, I was like, I get it. Yeah. That was it. Uh, it, it, the first time we went up to Montreal, I saw that on the menu. I said, that sounds... 
Phenomenal. <laughs> I would take that. Gravy on anything, I'll take double. Montreal, one of my favorite summer cities of all time. Great time. You go to Montreal, July, August. Fant- I've been up there when they had the comedy fe- just for laughs. They do it like the end of July or whatever. You go up there f- for that. The, yeah. the weather is perfect. You know what? The but, city is beautiful. But the crazy thing about Montreal is, and you know, because it's such a short season of summer. Yeah. You probably don't notice this between, say, like September and April. Some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life live in that city. It's like it, it's like it's not comparable to any other place in the world. It's like, where did they all come from? It's like one's more beautiful than the next. So Jesse, Jesse, May and I, when we're up there, we're sitting, we're standing on the corner, and it's 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 all of the people. It's the dudes too look like models. Yeah, and we're like, here's this this. I figured out the city. I broke the code. I go, they're either a ten or a two. There is no middle ground. There's no there's no conservative five six. No. There's no Western Mass. What's up, guys? I'm uh, hate to tell possibly you. almost average looking. The twos are all the tourists. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. So we're watching this girl come walking towards us. We're in Old Port, you know, the old part yeah, with the cobblestone yeah. stuff. And we're watching this girl come walking towards us. And we are like, you've got to be kidding me. This is like one of the most beautiful women on the pla- I've met Christy Brinkley when I was a kid. Like, this, that good looking yeah and she's stunning and we're just sitting there eating our ice cream and this girl's walking towards us and i go see 10 or a 2 and she's like 10 that's a 12 that's unbelievable and this girl's walking <laughs> towards us and she's talking <laughs> and we're like oh my god look at this and then i i promise you she gets about four feet in front of us and she her heel hits one of the cobblestones the wrong way oh boy this girl falls harder than I've ever seen. Doesn't even get her hand out in front of her. With her cell phone in her hand, it smashes into the curbing. She she misses the curb with her face. Cracks her whole face, face plants right into the cobblestone. Yep. And we were like, oh, my God. We, we, we almost laughed for a second because it was so hilarious, like a scene from a movie. <laughs> and then, like, we were like, are you okay? And she's like, she, like, gets up and she's like, <laughs> picks up her broken phone and is like yeah. and just walks away even with a bloody nose she still yeah. looks beautiful i go she was a six uh, she was a 10 she couldn't be a two but after smashing her face off those cobblestones that's the closest you're gonna get to a montreal six <laughs> it's 726 with Bax and dangle and marty capronium sirloin steaks 6.99 a pound it's uh it's seven thirty. We're running a little bit uh, a r- little bit late. Uh, unfortunately, I got to do news here in just a second, which means I got to interrupt all the fun of the show. Boo, <laughs> Boo the show between the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We are going to attempt an open line Friday after eight o'clock. So if you've got, uh, <laughs> I know it seems dangerous, but uh, here comes the sub jokes. If you well, you know, <laughs> here they come. Let's uh, let's all try to keep our wits about us, yes, folks. Okay, yes. I don't want to hear any filthy language or hate speech. You go and. Do that on the Kellogg crew, but you don't do it here. <laughs> the, yeah, that's uh, that's where you want it. Call that guy and, and spread your <laughs> messages of hate. Are we starting a rivalry right no, now? No, no, Can no. Can we? Can well, we do that? A good old-fashioned radio rivalry? Well, maybe. maybe. I'll, I'll take some shots, baby. Yeah, why not? Could be kind of fun. Anyway, uh, we do have news coming up next to Rock 102. This is Ryan Pelletier, project manager at Ramadar Hool Construction. We've been building and renovating commercial... Thefloat.com. 7.33... It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing 
on select models. The uh, U.S. Navy acoustic system detected an anomaly on Sunday that was likely the Titan's fatal implosion. That's according to uh, senior military officials. The Navy went back and analyzed its acoustic data after the Titan submersible was reported missing on Sunday. Coast Guard officials said Thursday, yesterday, that they announced that the craft had suffered a, cat- uh, a catastrophic implosion, killing all five on board. That anomaly was consistent with an implosion or explosion in the general vicinity of where the Titan submersible was operating when communications were lost. Uh, the official spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive acoustic detection system, which apparently no one knew about until this very moment. Uh, the Navy passed on that information to the Coast Guard, which continued to search uh, for debris because the Navy did not consider that data to be completely definitive because even the Coast Guard didn't believe the Navy had that kind of possibility, uh, that kind of uh, technology. Hey, I just want to say now, admittedly, I am an idiot. But did I or did I not say off air yesterday while we were talking, there's no way that they didn't pick up that sound because we can pick up the sounds of different submarines from different countries and tell what those subs are. Yeah, but we don't typically uh, go to the press and say, hey, you'll never guess what we now have the ability to (laughs) do. Right, right. Probably shouldn't reveal too much, but they were talking about the, uh, the noise, the banging sound. Yeah that they had heard and that they had detected uh, noises. Apparently, this is what they were hearing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it, it's it's a horrible story, but, I mean... Way better you, way to go, though, if you have to pick, like you say. Well, Instant, I mean... If it's instantly if it, versus slowly uh, losing oxygen while having meaningless conversation with five other, you know, yeah. billionaires. I mean, when you, when you know that you've... Uh, you know you're going to die. You know you know what I mean? It, it, you it's know a race it's a, against time yeah. that you get found as opposed to something that happens immediately. I take the immediate death anytime. Yeah, 100%. Anytime. Uh, an Amber Alert was canceled for a four-year-old girl that was reported kidnapped in Springfield yesterday. She had been found safe. According to the uh, Springfield police, around 840 yesterday morning, officers were called to the 300 block of Main Street in Indian Orchard for a possible kidnapping by uh, this young girl's uh, non-custodial biological mother. 32-year-old Brandy Arnold of Palmer. She arrived at her daughter's home to visit and then uh, took the child with her. An Amber Alert, Amber Alert was issued around 11.15, and by noon, uh, they had recovered 4-year-old Katana uh, Gonzalez. Uh, by, yeah, by 12 o'clock, they were found on 5th Avenue in Cheshire. The, uh, the child was unharmed and reunited with the family. Arnold was taken into custody and brought back to Springfield to police headquarters, which uh, ha- apparently has jurisdiction over kidnapping incidents uh she is being charged with kidnapping of a minor by a parent or relative and reckless endangerment of a child the good news is that uh the young girl is back you know with her family so that's good the uh the the, uh, listen these amber alerts are great but they do they are inconsiderate to some point and i'll tell you why if you are a cat burglar yeah you do all that work to break in somewhere and you have your phone on silent but all of a sudden, it just it, it gives you. That's the first thought I had. I got two of yeah. them yesterday. I got there was another one in Cheshire, uh, Mass. Yeah, and it went off. It was so intrusive. Well, that's probably what it was. They you know they found her in Cheshire. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe. So that was the Amber Alert. Okay, well, yeah, it went off, and I was like, God, that really. Can you imagine if you like? Okay, a cat burglar would be one thing. You 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 know, the silence is important. Yeah. Can you imagine you're uh, you're a brain surgeon. Well, at at you, Bay State. There you go, right? Yeah. About to make that last cut in the cerebellum. Yeah, you're about, you're about to, you know, you finally opened up the skull. There's the brain just sitting Bing! there. 
Because I, I mean, you. It's like the I, game I, operation. Remember how you touch it and the thing would buzz and shock you? God, I don't. I didn't want to touch his bread basket. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I jumped. You know, I, I, you yeah. get startled when that happens. Yeah. You, you you don't get a whole hell of a lot of them, and no. when they do, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? I, they should make that an option for your alarm clock, though. You know, yeah. on the iPhone, they right. should make the Amber Alert as an I as a beach. every morning. You <laughs> jump right out of bed. Who's being kidnapped? Oh, yeah. at least I'll make work on time. <laughs> Imagine being on the bomb squad. <laughs> you got a bomb. Yeah, you you got the wires of some guy on like a, like headphones trying to walk you through because it's like it, yeah. you know how many bombs have you worked on, and you you you're checking on the wires. Beep! All of a sudden, boom. <laughs> Oh man! Certain professions just shouldn't uh, yeah, just shouldn't yeah. be alerted. This there's an amber situation that's, going on. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh man! Um, did you see this? I don't, I don't know. Can we talk about news first? It's not really news. It's a well, it is, it is news. But yeah, yeah go ahead. You I got just a news saw story. This, the, the guy on ESPN there, uh, Kirk uh, Kirk uh, Herb, Herb Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, making a bold prediction that Mac Jones is going to be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback this year. <clears throat> I don't think it's far out on a limb. Is there a uh, is there like a CO two leak going on at ESPN right now? <laughs> I I think he's going to be good. I I, gr- I agreed with every all the things he cited. Billy O'Brien as opposed to Joe Judge. I think it's going to be good. You know, I mean, uh, especially if they get the the, the, the other guy, DeAndre there. Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that the thing about the the Hopkins thing, and it's it's looking Pretty, fairly good yeah. that they may get him. There's a lot of other players that would say, well, you know, if Hopkins is going to play for. Bill Belichick. Let me come play for it. I'll be happy to uh, to share and split my time, maybe for a little bit less money, yep. and go to Fox Pro. And that helps a guy like Mac Jones, because finally Mac Jones is going to be working with a guy who actually knows yep. a little bit about the you know offensive football, and uh, you know won't be saddled with a guy who's you know like a like a Matt Patricia who just it's just not his thing. And um, so I mean, I I think there's cause for optimism, yeah, but yeah. you're also in the toughest division in football as far as quarterbacks That's go. That's the problem. We were talking about that. Aaron Rodgers, your guy there, the yeah, old the old Packer stalwart. Listen, I I love me some Aaron Rodgers, but I'm I am I am not confident that he's going to amount to much, much of anything at 40 years old in New York. Well, we were talking. I think he's a you know he's obviously kind of a head case, right? That guy. Yep. And I mean, you could speak to this more than I could because you know Wisconsin. But uh, I feel like he's coddled in a small market like Green Bay by the media and by everything else. It's the complete 100% opposite in New York. It is a doggy dog world where every day they're trashing you no matter what you do. I think that head case, that thing is going to get to him fast. There's a, there's a, have been a lot of players over the years that think that the grass is so much greener. Yep. in the larger NFL markets. So they leave the, the the smallest market in the NFL, which is yep. Green Bay. Yep. And they'll go to New York or they'll go to Dallas or you know any one of the like the bigger you know the bigger organizations. And then they'll hate it. Well, what they I think what they realize is uh how good they had it. Yeah. in Green Bay. Yep. The the press is is not out to get them. They're not about to disembowel anybody. Right. I mean the press the press in Wisconsin, are every bit as much of fans of the Packers right. as the actual fans of the Packers. Right. And so, I mean, it's a it's like a loving, embracing it, environment. Inch, it's such a small market. You're not going to trash. Like, if you're the morning guy, 
in Green Bay. Yeah. You're not going to trash Aaron Rodgers on Monday morning after a bad performance. No, because you're going to probably bump into him at the supermarket. Exactly. He'll be ordering sandwiches at Subway with right. you. You know, like, right. he'll be right next to you. But that's but that's that's absolutely true. It's so like you know when people say, well, you know, you know, Patriots fans got the best pan yeah. fans in America. I gotta tell you, uh, I no, do. they 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 don't. Oh, I those, I, those I, Green Bay fans. Uh, it's a it is a twelve month a year proposition. Oh yes, and yeah. it never. It's always Packer season up there. My buddy uh, Dario, Commonwealth appraisal. <laughs> he's my boy. Yep. You know he's a comic. You go into his office. He's got Green Bay stuff on the wall. I'm like, what does this have to do with appraisal? <laughs> he's got Green Green Bay. He owns a share in the in the team. You know, yeah, on, I, a, I own a share too. For a the, while. Oh, you do too. I lost it in the divorce, but uh, yeah, I owned it. <laughs> Come on, yeah, yeah. She went after your Green Bay share. That's right. That's, That's right. That, that one one lonely share of non dividend paying stock. Guess I guess I could skip that follow up question of was it contentious or not. <laughs> She wanted it badly. <laughs> but, yeah, I, the, I do agree. I, you go to Pittsburgh, same thing. I, I went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, it was on a game weekend, not even a game day. And I went there, and the hotel staff of this really fancy hotel was all in Steelers stuff. Everywhere you went, Steelers, 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 Steelers. Like it, a different level of passion. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it's yeah. You know, not, that, uh, not that Patriots fans aren't great fans. They have become – Sure. Great fans, but as a guy who grew up like you know, thirty-five minutes out of Foxborough, right? When the Patriots were just an embarrassment, just a god-awful team. I you know, we did everything we could not to pay attention to them. Like even <sighs> most of the Patriots at the time in the seventies were all living in Attleboro and North Attleboro, yes. which is the next town over from yeah. Rehoboth. So occasionally you might see, you know, uh, you might see like a like a, a Patriots player milling around. Yeah. You know, at the mall or, you know, at, uh, at a favorite shoe store or something like that. Serving something. you at Applebee's it, as you're waiting. Yeah, in the off <laughs> season. Exactly. And, you know, and people wouldn't really kind of go out of their way for that. They wouldn't be, oh, boy, Steve Grogan's over there. Yawn. <laughs> well, do you, do you remember, like, we were talking about the other day about how sometimes, uh, like I was saying, the, the girl that tends bar, the girl Kyla that tends bar, like, I go, how old are you? She's like 22. I'm like, oh, my God. You're in a world without Kirk Cobain. You're in a world. Also, the flip side, you're <laughs> in a world. Yeah, maybe you didn't see 9-11, but you also were born into a world where the Patriots were successful. Yeah, it's all you know. I, I mean, I played Grogan to Morgan in my backyard mm -hmm. you know, with the Nerf football with my friends. And uh, who wants to be Mosey to Tupu? And who wants to, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Like trash teams, yeah, you know, terrible. Eason, Tony Eason, uh, you know, all, went through all of that. I think that a good chunk of New England sports fans, and I'm maybe I'll catch flack for this for saying it, but are fair weather fans comparative to other markets. I'm hesitant to, to agree with you well, because a lot of Patriots fans have been in it for a long time now. So, like the last twenty years yeah. has kind of trans, you know, has kind of transform that 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 fan base that culture of winning now is but if you go back to before the bill parcells years sure things are pretty thin like nobody was nobody would have been caught dead with a patriots jacket when dick mcpherson was the head coach <laughs> yeah no one would do that that would be like well why would i that's like that's like putting a target on how, your back how about the pete carroll years even if you want to get even closer to where you're like how's this guy a great coach now 
Yeah, I know. And I remember him being absolute garbage when well, he was here. Well, the funny thing about it is, if you go back to when Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, True. and he yeah. benched Bernie Kosar, yep. they yep. wanted to run him out of town. Yep. Because, like, how do you bench our, our beloved Bernie Kosar, yep. a guy who with uh, with feet of cinder blocks, you know? <laughs> how did you bench... Yeah, you know, I'm just doing the best thing for the team. Yeah, we're That's just it. we're just we're moving on to Oakland. Moving on, we're <laughs> yeah, we're we're moving on to Indy. Uh, yeah, but that they they when yeah uh, you know, people were had second doubts about whether he could head, be the head coach of the Patriots, and you know here we are, you know, looking at one of the arguably the greatest coach of all time. Yes, uh, well, it doesn't even have to be arguably if he can, he catches uh, Shula's record. I I have high hopes for the Patriots this year. I agree with that article. That was my whole point in yeah. bringing this up. Uh, real quick, big event happening uh, in Springfield 2023, Hooplandia Basketball Tournament. That uh, festival starts uh, today through Sunday at the Eastern States uh, Fairgrounds and at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Three-day three day festival. Uh, they're expecting thousands of uh, basketball players uh, from across New England, maybe even across uh, other parts of the country, too, playing on 70 blacktop courts uh, throughout both, uh, both locations. So... Uh, Great event and uh, really exciting to have uh, have that back. It's you got a lot of stuff going on this weekend in Western Mass too. You, you do, you really do. I, there's another thing here that I uh, someone sent me to the. Uh, it, it was a. Um, it's an event. You know when you see something like for charity where someone's doing something good, but it also looks like it's really fun. There's a thing called uh, Thunder in the Valley. Uh, this Saturday in uh, East. Is that the all male exotic dance review? <laughs> That's a lot of lightning. That's oh lightning. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. You, you know what's sad? I do some of the comedy clubs, and the Late Show now has become those like Men in Motion uh, shows and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, or, or, or like the drag shows they they do. Sure. And uh, I sit in the back of the room because I'm a comedian. and I want to watch them, and I realize these guys are making way more money than me. Like these. Well, they're more talented than, than they, you are. I mean, I do look at it. And I'm like, well, you know, you put a lot of you put a lot of time and effort into getting those extra two abs like right above your junk. You know, you, right. the, the, yeah. But and I I I put in eight minutes in a Dunkin' Donuts writing that one joke. So fair enough. But it is humiliating. It is humiliating to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And see just people throwing money. Oh, I know. I know. They do it at the drag shows too. Like the girls at the drag shows, the performers that are performing for those girls, they are throwing dollar bills like crazy at the twenties, fives, tens. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just watching it going, I've never told a joke good enough that I just hoped someone took some money out of their pocket and threw it up on stage. You know what the crazy thing about this is is uh, and it's absolutely true that women at one of those all male exotic dance reviews way. are way more crazed out than men in a strip club. Yep. Men in a strip club are looking at these women like they're looking at the, the Great Wall of China or some other you know, <laughs> national monument. But you know the women are going are bananas. They are. Listen, for anyone who thinks that a bachelor party versus a bachelorette party is somehow wilder, I'll tell you how 90% of bachelor parties go. We're going to go out and get laid. It's going to be amazing. And then the guys are like, let's get a steak. They have two beers and smoke a cigar. Everyone, everyone's we'll, done we'll, by ten thirty. We'll play cards for yeah. about an hour. Yeah, That'll everyone's done it. by ten thirty. These bachelorette parties—they come out to the comedy shows to kick off their night. Yeah, they come in. 
they got these phallic light up hats and phallic <laughs> light up necklaces and everything. And then they, I always tell them, I go, you guys got a list? And then you see them all looking at each other like, how does he know about the list? <laughs> I go, I know you got a list. And I know, I know on that list, number four is probably hook up with the comedian. And they giggle. And I go, and the worst part is I saw when I came out, you scratched it off the list. <laughs> Once they saw who the headliner Modify was, modify the yeah. list. They're maybe like, maybe it's time to. They're like, hold up the with list. the waiter. <laughs> it's seven forty-nine. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's seven fifty-six in ACDC with Axe and Nagel and Marty Caproni and Rock one hundred two. It's going to be, uh, you know, listen. Uh, I know there's plans uh, tonight and tomorrow that people want to go to. There's a chance of an occasional shower this afternoon. Maybe that messes up your plans, but maybe it won't. There's a block of the day where the rain goes away, but then comes right back. Uh, we'll have steady rain after midnight tonight, and then uh, scattered thunderstorms tomorrow, and uh, maybe tens of thousands of gallons of raw sewage dumped in the river as a result of all of it. The third cast. <laughs> Brought to you by the good folks at Bur- And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, there you go. Last night, the NBA draft in Chicago, as expected, San Antonio selected 19-year-old, 7-foot, 5-inch center, Victor Wembayama from France with the number one overall pick. This young man is arguably not only one of the most heavily touted draft picks in years, he's also the biggest thing to come out of France since the French fry or the belief that Jerry Lewis was a genius. Of course, the big question isn't about whether Vicky Wembayama is going to be the next big thing in the NBA. What everybody else really wants to know is, how did the Celtics do last night? As you know, Brad Stevens doesn't screw around. When that guy gets a buck of his shorts, he starts making deals all over the place. And as you're already aware, on Wednesday, Brad Stevens orchestrated a colossal blockbuster three-team deal that sent Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies for a first-round pick at number 25 and another one for next season. The Grizzlies then sent a couple of guys to the Wizards, and the Wizards in turn sent us Chris Stapp's Porzingis. That was a pretty big deal, right? Well, Brad Stevens doesn't just sit still. He's feeling offers like his ass is on fire. Last night, he traded that first-round pick at 25 to the Pistons for number 33 and two future draft picks in the second round then traded their pick at 31 to Charlotte for number 34 and 39. He then trades number 34 to Sacramento for 38 for future second round pick. And then, as if that wasn't enough, he traded number 39 to the Hawks for another second round pick again to come sometime in the future. In other words, the only guy they picked was small forward Jordan Walls of Arkansas at number 38. Folks, I needed an abacus, two Venn diagrams, a compass, a spreadsheet, six number two pencils, and a fresh pack of sticky notes to keep up with Brad Stevens last night. And even then, I had to check my work to make sure I was getting it right. What kind of player is Jordan Walsh? How do I know? For all I know, he can be out the door by lunch. So I don't really want to get too attached to the guy. All I know is that under Brad Stevens, no one is safe, everyone is expendable, and that no one on the roster should be signing any long-term lease agreements because if there's a second-round pick on the line, Brad Stevens is already six steps ahead of you. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Two Weber grills are on sale at Rocky's. The Weber Genesis for $8.99 and the Weber, the Weber Spirit for $5.69. With either Weber, you get free propane, assembly, and delivery. All the grills, all the gear. 
your grilling destination is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. Down to my last hour or so here. Yeah, I know. It's a... Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a big bite out of something here. Are, are we you doing it? Are Are you ready for this? I'm, I'm I'm ready. All right. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Live. Two nine three one zero two one. That is the phone number for Open Line Friday. Now let's just get a couple things straight. All right. I don't want to hear any of your foul language or your irresponsible hate speech. That is for some other show to deal with. It's not this show. You want to call Chris Zito today? You go ahead and do that. <laughs> Zito loves that kind yeah, of stuff. Tell him I sent you. <laughs> yeah, tell him we both sent him. But you're not going to do it here. No, sir. No. Otherwise, I, I will flip you like a cheese omelet. I That's can do it, it too. If his hand goes up, whatever's being said, Bax, just cut it. That's All right? it. All right. So let's, uh, the phones are already blowing up here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Ben. How are you guys doing today? Very good, Ben. What's on your mind? You know, you guys were talking about food the other day in the morning. I don't eat breakfast. You guys are talking about all this pasta and and all this crazy nonsense at 6.30 in the morning, I had to stop and eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? The human body requires food. And, and and I bet you didn't regret it after you ate it, did you? Uh, I didn't. But gosh, darn it. You guys talking about food like that. You need to get food delivered to you hey, guys in the morning ben, from these places. Ben, we thoroughly agree with you. But here's the most important question about this. Where'd you stop? Yeah. <laughs> and what'd you get to eat? <laughs> <laughs> right. Where'd you go? You can join our conversation. Sunny, 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 Sunny side in West Springfield, and I got an egg sandwich. Oh, Solid yeah. choice. Good, good choice. Nicely done. Well, good Polish place. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Well, listen, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad you powered up with some grub that day. See how oh, yeah. see how good Ben hey, was. Good All right, thanks, Ben. Thanks, right, Ben. Mark? See how good Ben was. Yeah, ben, Normal. He did fine. All right. Let's see if we keep this train rolling. Okay. Well, uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Matt from Three Rivers. Hey, Matt, what's up? All right, very good. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? This is Mike from Wilbraham. Hello, Mike. It's uh, How you Max doing, Mike? and Marty. What can we do for you today? I have a question for only Marty, not Bax. If okay. your lawn is just out of control, it's growing so long, the weeds are growing into your yard, do you think that that person should probably, like, do something about it? Well, this feels like a trick question that maybe it's my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, if you're if you're interfering in your uh, neighbor's ability to enjoy their property, you should probably do so. Unless your neighbor, and this is a fair, uh, likes to shoot off fireworks around the 4th of July, in which case you should annoy them endlessly. Yeah, there you go. Good, good advice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have I you, appreciate that, Marty. Uh, Thank have you, you very much. Have you two met? I just uh, just out of curiosity. Uh, no, no, not never before. No. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Ron from Ellington. Yes. What's up? What can I do for you? Hey, Ron. Uh, I've got a behind-the-scenes question for you guys. You guys play a number of songs that 
depending, I think, on the time of day, sometimes the lyrics are a little altered or edited, and sometimes they're not. And I was just curious, is that an FCC rule? Is that a corporate policy? What, what's up with that? Thanks. Uh, well, I think what uh, you will find is many radio stations around the country, not just ours, uh, uh, edit some of those songs so that we don't have to deal with FCC policies and, uh, and complaints. Is he? Uh, why, are you referring to? Others? Are you referring to our rendition, uh, Leonard Skinner's "Free Turd" that we play <laughs> after the turd cast? <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard that one. Okay. I, uh, I I don't really know, uh, and I I can't say that I'm totally with the rationale behind it. I mean, you know, some of those songs have been played for thirty years without incident, but uh, you know, but again, you know, the world is very different. So if I say. Uh, if I say uh, who the f are you, you know that could uh, that could be a problem. Good point. But sometimes there, sometimes those songs are played in their, I'll say, unadulterated version. I don't know whether it's after a certain time of day or nah, what. I, 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 I couldn't. I I really don't know the definitive answer to that. I I don't know if is. Like most radio stations, I'm going to assume there wasn't that much thought put into it in the first place. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's the bottom line. But th- All right. Thanks right, much. Thanks yep. for the call. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? All right. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Jen from Chicopee. Hey, Jen. How Hi, are you? Jen from Chicopee. Good, good, good. I just want to say, Marty, you have the sexiest voice. Well, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, wait, where do you it? see him? I should say, that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just had to point that out. Thank yeah, well, you. listen, Jen, thank you for that. If you could see the head that it's attached to, you would not <laughs> feel that way. Oh, I did. I did. I went on Google and saw it. Oh. All good. All right. Well, All right. Thank <laughs> you. And thanks for just focusing on the voice. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to my Aunt Jen calling in to make me feel better about myself. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jen. <laughs> Thanks, right. Jen. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Ben's father. How are you? <laughs> yeah, you guys were all talking about food. I don't eat, you know. I don't eat either. And, and, and sometimes you guys talk about food places like that Bernie's. You know, yeah. I got up and I don't eat or anything. And I got... Got in my car, went to Bernie's, and I thought it was open. It was closed. It is closed, yeah, sadly. It's been out of business. It's weird that they're sponsoring the turd cast when they're not even in business anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, Marty. I called in, Marty. You were great this week with us. Thank you very much for being with us. At oh, man, that makes me feel good. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. All right. Okay, you take care. Take care. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning, boys. It's Vince the Plumber from Springfield. Hey, Vince. How are you? Who are you going to shout out to today? Well, let's see. We'll uh, we'll shout out to Derek and uh, Dan- uh, Dave over there at Plimpton and Hills. Uh, say what's up to Dave or Dan over at uh, Eddie's. Um, all the boys over at uh, Granite Group, Springfield Plumbing, right. Web. You know, um, everybody, al- everybody. Can man. we also get a shout out to Hepatitis? <laughs> or do you not do drain work? It's a plumber uh, joke they, for they, no they, one listening. No, I know. But uh, don't forget, there's three things to be a plumber. Don't chew your nails. Payday's on Friday and poop runs downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Words to live by. Uh- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, Vince. And then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black pepper cheese. Yeah. Don't forget the black pepper cheese. Always. I got to start. I got to start researching that out again. Exactly. All right, boys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? 
Hey, this is Dave at Enfield. Hey, Dave, what's up? What's up, Dave? Hey, you know, just hanging in there. Just wanted to say I love your guys' show. I've been listening ever since I was a little kid because of my dad. Awesome. Um, one thing I want to talk about, you know, is uh, is that whole submarine thing. Yeah. I don't know why people want to do that. You know, it, it's in the ocean. That's already a terrifying place. Well, Dave, it would and be real you know, weird if you wanted to go submarine not in the ocean. <laughs> like yeah, submarine well, on a basketball point. court. Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. But, you know, when you think about it and how it imploded, it's like you're in a can and you got crushed. That That's horrible. That's it. But personally, that's probably like the best way to go. <laughs> well, we talked about it before. I mean, considering the option would be to, you know, have 40 hours of available air and you're just kind of biding your time until until that, the lights go out, that last breath. Yeah, I think an immediate death is probably more preferred than what we were all thinking was going to happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, at least you don't feel it. Right. You know? Yeah. Probably. Probably. They didn't realize it was about to happen. Yeah, that, that's that's horrible. And, you know, I my prayers out to the families and. You know, that's, that's horrible. I would never wish that upon anybody, not, not even my worst enemy. All right. What would, what would you wish in your worst enemy? <laughs> I was what's just what, what's say, the option? <laughs> I was going to say, where do we draw the line? <laughs> right. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, take it easy, buddy. You too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just wish a small case of hepatitis from yeah. someone swimming in the bondies. I, I want something really painful before my worst enemy. I just haven't decided the method yet. Rock 102, good morning is this. It's the Hawkman. How are you guys doing? Hawkman. How are ah, you? the Hawkman. We need a sound effect yeah, for you. Calling, ah! I'm calling from What's that? Hey, I, I, I have a favor to ask you guys. What's that? Can you guys help me get to Mount Everest? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're building the ramp as we speak, is, uh, Yeah, is uh, Everest wheelchair compliant? No, no, I'm going to pay to have a helicopter drop us off and... Pick us up in about an hour. Well, here's the thing. We know that we're going to get the closest parking spot to base camp, at least. So that's good. <laughs> you know, uh, Hawkman, I think uh, I think having a helicopter drop you off at the uh, at at the mount tip of Mount Everest <laughs> and having uh, having calling him back for a ride back is probably the best thing. Pushing you up a mountain, whether it's Everest rough. or Mount Sugarloaf. <laughs> Zero. In your uh, in your in your uh, condition, I, I'm not sure I'd want to take on that responsibility. Oh come on! I want to pull you guys up and with my electric wheelchair because well, I got like 20 horsepower. Well, listen, man, we'll, we'll make up. a compromise. We'll let the helicopter drop us all off, and then Bax and I will sit, we'll sit on the back of the chair uh, on each side, and we'll put it on skis. And we'll just yeah. rip right down. That'll be great. That'll yeah. be great fun. I'll tell you what. Once we get down back to, to the mountain. Dairy Queen is on me. <laughs> Sounds good. And I'll pay for everything. All right, Hawkman. Have Thanks, a good Hawk weekend. Man. Have a good weekend. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Mark from Ludlow. Hey, Mark. What's up? Uh, long time listener. Been listening for about 25 years. The show is great. Thank you. Uh, enjoy it. Marty's fun, or is his name Marty or yeah, Ronnie? No, it's Marty. Marty. Yeah, the dude's funny. I'm glad that you guys have somebody as cool as him to sit in. Thanks, um, buddy. Yeah, I'm just having a good day. Uh, I'm selling my old truck today uh, after three years. I'm excited, and uh, 
I just wanted to talk with somebody about it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Oh, you're All right. very welcome. Thank, okay. You're welcome. Have a great weekend with your uh, with, with selling your <laughs> truck. That's awesome. All right, uh, just a couple more here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Jay. What's, What's up, Jay? Jay? How you guys doing today? Good, very Marty, good. I was just wondering, what's that code again? What's that code for the Mark Norman? Yes, sir. I mean, all right. We'll just throw it out of the air. Uh, it's M A R K two three, Mark twenty three. I appreciate that. No problem, and by brother. By the way, you know that you know the dive that happened the other day. What's that? You know the dive that happened the other day. That submarine, the dive. Yeah. Yeah. It really bombed. Oh, oh yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I uh, would I would workshop that at the yeah, open mics before you bring that one to the big room. <laughs> Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? This is uh, John from Chickabee. <clears throat> a question I have is the quarterback for the Patriots that got arrested for bringing in the guns aboard the plane. Yeah. Uh, his court case was supposed to come up on uh, Tuesday. Whatever happened to it? So he pled. It wasn't a court case. It was just a, like a, like a, a court appearance. He pled not, oh. he pled not guilty. But he's okay. going to have to appear in court to answer to those charges. And uh, I'm pretty sure if you put guns in a duffel bag or a, in a backpack on a plane, yeah, TSA is probably not going to let you board. Yeah. Um, I'm really impressed that you consulted the law office of Baxendale and Caproni oh, yeah, right. about the upcoming court date. <laughs> have you I'm been injured in an accident? The hasn't done something or the NFL hasn't done something to him so far. Yeah. Well, it, 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 trust me, they'll get around to it, it but, uh, but not quite yet. Appreciate yeah. the call. Thank you. Have a good okay, weekend. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. Well, you know what? I think that's a pretty good uh, open line Friday. Uh, what, a, what an impressive run yeah. that was. Not too bad. She's Nagel and I did it. It was one. Dr- we had to drop I'm almost every call because of the insane. I didn't have to hit it and everything. Didn't have to hit it once, you which I have great. to believe that Chris Zito is getting bombarded with <laughs> profanity calls yeah, right now. Yeah, please, please bombard Zito yeah. and tell him that Bax and Marty sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Zito. It's 825 <laughs> with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rocks. It's 828 with uh, Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in uh, for just like one more hour or so the clock's ticking i know i know but you'll be back soon enough because i'll take uh, i'm taking some time off in july yeah and steve is taking more time off this i'm summer. encouraging i'm having so much fun doing this i'm encouraging you both to take all the time you need <laughs> and i don't want to threaten anybody but if you don't take some yeah. time i'm gonna call my buddy jeff kaluli who used to work for tanya harding just just kneecap one of you in the parking yeah. lot. I'm 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 sensing a hostile takeover. <laughs> I'm sensing it. I feel that. Uh, it's going to be uh, you know cloudy today, and there's a chance of a afternoon shower uh, today. I don't know how it or if it, I don't think it's going to affect uh, the, the Free Music Friday concert series at MGM today. I think Bryn Cartelli will still be on. They've uh, they found a way with Trailer Trash. They'll find a way with her, and then uh, then tomorrow. Uh, variable clouds, scattered thunderstorms. Uh, that could be kind of a problem, but that's a high of 80. I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, is MGM kind of a sponsor and advertiser with the radio station? Uh, yes, they are. Okay, okay. Uh, if you're wondering about the odds of whether or not it'll rain, MGM is now... <laughs> It's on their sports Providing book. a sports yeah, book. Right, their, their Free Music Friday concert uh, series sports book. Sorry, sorry. No, that's clever. Trying that's, to give extra value. Yeah, well, you know what? 
ka-ching. You, you, yeah. you, you provided. You listen to that, MGM? You know what? Uh, the next time I go in there with my player status, maybe move me up a little bit. How about that? All right? I don't get the kind of money to be losing over there. You know. Or at tableandvine.com. Hi. 8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing. On select models, as you've heard uh, by now, the U.S. Navy acoustic system detected an anomaly on Sunday that was likely the uh, the Titan's fatal implosion. That's according to a senior military official. The Navy went back and analyzed its acoustic data after the Titan submarine uh, was reported missing on Sunday. The Coast Guard uh, official said yesterday that the craft suffered a catastrophic implosion, killing all five aboard. That anomaly was consistent with an implosion or explosion in the general vicinity of where the Titan submersible was operating when communications were lost. That's according to uh, a senior naval official who uh, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive acoustic detection uh, technology that apparently the Navy has that they uh, used in this situation, which I don't believe anyone was supposed to know about. So just to... Remind all the listeners, uh, this summer, when you're down there on Cape Cod at the beach enjoying your vacation, if you think it's safe to fart in the water, it is not. No. The no, government it's not. is listening. <laughs> you you, bring, up a, you bring up a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a catastrophic explosion. Brought I mean, to you by Bernie if, Steve. I mean, if you're on the beach and you know, out of the water, you're probably perfectly fine. But uh, yeah, that's dangerous stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Navy's got that ability to hear things under underwater me, but i said that remember i said to you i, I go they you know they can hear they can tell what kind of propeller is on a, a submarine like that's the level of that technology i know that from uh sources we'll say uh-huh. and uh i was like i couldn't understand why they wouldn't have heard something and have been able to triangulate it but apparently they they must have uh since the ill-fated uh, news of the submersible uh, broke uh you'll have uh, found that many people online have been uh, cracking wise and making jokes and posting memes about uh, this situation. Uh, Reddit thread called No Stupid Questions posted the question many on social media were asking about. Uh, how come so many people are making jokes about the submarine? And one of the reasons was is that there's a certain level of uh, schadenfreude, which is the enjoyment of obtaining uh, uh, pleasure of uh, people's troubles and pain. There's also uh, some people that will say, that the reason why people are making f- jokes about this is because uh, as Americans, we have a quick and staunch aversion to people who happen to have billions of dollars at their disposal. There is uh, there is probably truth in both of those. And then there's the third category, which I think I fall in, which is uh, you treat comedy as a coping mechanism. It's a way to uh, it's a way to um, highlight mm-hmm. the the uh, the perils of humanity uh, and kind of laugh. I don't want to say laugh in the face of death, but kind of it's a way to take a scary thought and make it uh, make it palatable. That's kind of what we yeah. do, you know. I do think the billionaire thing though has got a component to it, and you know that was like one of those things I was saying. I was like, you know, most people who accrue a billion dollars over the course of a career. Not all, but there's a good percentage of them that have to be very ruthless or heartless or calculating or... uh, You know uh, what makes a billion dollars being a swell guy. Right. Right. Like I was saying on that sub, if it was in the water, I said, you know, if they had 40 hours of air left, I said, how long do you think it took before the first billionaire did the math and was like, if I kill these three, (laughs) I now have 96 hours of air. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, uh, it sounds like they never got to the math part of it. Yeah, no. Well, the reality of it, you know, and like I said, if you try to draw some sort of uh, peace of mind from it, is that uh, they died a uh, a quicker, uh, more painless death than um, most of us will experience in our life. Well, and and less so than what people were expecting to happen. Right. Uh, I mean, an implosion sounds awful, and it is. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but sure. Given the choice, I would take the implosion than, you know, sitting there waiting to the air, for the air to to dissipate. Yeah, it's like a matter of one or two seconds as opposed to, you know, dying slowly of illness or whatever it may be. You know, I mean, hey. Um, the Masters Department of Fire Services is letting people know that if you are planning a big celebration in your backyard oh. on July 4th, bring your three bean salad. Bring that crappy thing with the carrots and the raisins. Do whatever you can to have all the available charred meat in the barbecue. But if you have any plans on bringing explosives from New Hampshire uh. into the state of Massachusetts and blowing stuff up on the 4th of July, you, sir or ma'am, will, in, will uh, uh, incur their wrath because they do not like fireworks in the state of massachusetts and how many how many people did they uh, catch so far on this big crackdown uh just in the last month 10 summons have been uh, have been issued wow. for people bringing <laughs> illegal fireworks in the state of massachusetts what now, do you think that costs uh, in police overtime to get those 10 summonses 10 <laughs> and their the grant that they got for 250000 <laughs> I'm going to say it costs about $248,000. <laughs> the other $2,000 they are going to use for bikes. Fireworks <laughs> over exactly the state line. Right, right. But, you, know uh, I was, you know where I was going. You were saying you listed off three bean salad, carrots, and raisins. Yeah. I was going back to the turd cast, oh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. Uh, no. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's not a lot, 10 it's it's not a lot, and but you know the thing is, you know, over the last ten years, um, there have been a thousand fires and explosions, dozens of people injured, and about two and a half million dollars in property damage caused by illegal fireworks. And uh, you know, when I hear a story like that, all I can think of is there's a lot of drunk people in Massachusetts diddling around with uh, with fireworks, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we've all seen. Uh, you know, uh, J Jason Pierre-Paul and his sudden inability to juggle. <laughs> yeah, and well, and that you know maybe you know, playing with fireworks and blowing your hands out uh, is not really worth it. Well, you you and I are in the problem-solving business, right? We have solved one problem so far since we've known each other here sure. on radio. Uh, we solved the problem of the Springfield waterfront and the creation of the uh, Baxendale uh, and Caproni Memorial Tunnel. Um, <laughs> Right, we, that's our, our sure. That's I mean, a great if, solution. If you want to muscle your name onto that the great project, solution. that does, well, that's I fine. I noticed that you noticed I did that. Oh, I, I told you earlier I would just settle for an exit. But. Marty, I'm not so uh, egomaniacal. You know, uh, I gave you top billing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not so egotistical. Where <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I want it all about me. It's not about <laughs> well, not about me. It's, it's about what's best for everybody. It's legacy, right? So yeah. okay. So uh, I have a, a solution to this fireworks thing. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Why don't cities? I mean, this is America, right? People have the freedom to do whatever stupid thing they want to do, whether that be, you know, life risking or not. Why doesn't 
I, I agree, by the way, with the idea that these people lighten off the fireworks. I hate them because a lot of them are in my neighborhood, and I want I want many of them to not be alive anymore. <laughs> I I don't wish ill on people, but yeah. like I said, if a fireworks-related accident's going to happen, mm-hmm. I, I'll give you a street and an address. Yeah. Um, but why don't uh, cities and towns make designated areas where people can go to shoot off fireworks? Do you think it because would help? I, th- I no? think the issue isn't where they're doing it. Oh, I think, I think the, it is. I think the other, I think the more important issue is that they're doing it at all. Um, and there's no way to police their behavior. Because as you know, most people who are doing it are probably too drunk to be playing around with true. fireworks. And that's, I think that's the thing that the state of Massachusetts has a problem with. In New Hampshire, you know, the states run the liquor stores. Live you know, free or die, the, baby. Live free or die. <laughs> you know, this is like, a, you know, this is a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You can get drunk, the state uh, benefits. You can get uh, fireworks, the state benefits, and everyone's all fat and giggly. When I went to college in New Hampshire, I went to the fine institute of Franklin Pierce. Now it's Franklin Pierce University, but it was Franklin yeah. Pierce College then. It's basically summer camp where you get a degree after. I went to uh, Franklin Pierce College <laughs> and... Uh, it it was definitely the wild west up there. Yeah, uh, you 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 could uh, you could just hop on your snowmobile, go to Walmart with a library card, get a gun, shoot it off for the afternoon, leave it on the side of the road, and go on your day. <laughs> no laws. Yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you look at the, there's got to be some sort of balance, right? You think maybe you know between the two between the two things. I I feel like maybe the state shouldn't be like you are shooting a bottle rocket off. How dare you? Here's your summons. <laughs> But I think, like, if they were like, hey, why don't you come down this park in this town where there's no houses around? Yeah. If you got to shoot off fireworks, here's where you go shoot off fireworks. Yeah. You remember a couple but of I, years? Yeah. A couple of years ago. See, the, the problem is that people just don't believe for a second they're going to blow their fingers off. That's true. They just don't they just don't believe. Remember the, the video a couple of years ago of this dude who lit uh, fireworks off the top of his head? Yes, yeah, he. And it blew his head clean off his shoulders. Did it really? Oh yeah, he had uh, he had nothing left that uh, r- suggested that a head had been there. It was like it blew really? it. Oh yeah. See, you're not supposed to shoot fireworks off your skull or any part of your body. I mean, and then I think we go back to the point of what is it okay to make jokes about? Like, if I made a joke about that, am I going to get a call from somebody being like, you know, it's nothing funny <laughs> about that. My grandfather's great-grandfather's niece blew their head off yeah, once right. with a cannonball. <laughs> yeah. She had a Roman candle in her mouth, yeah. and it just blowed a big hole in the back of her the head. The loss of human life is never funny. Yeah, that kind of is. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, you know, I know people uh, in these sensitive, uh, woke-minded times yeah. are... You know, trying to be politically correct yeah. for the benefit of all society, yeah. but you know, when you got a guy blowing his head off yeah. with a with a pack of salutes, you have to think it's a dumb way to die. But yeah. that guy is going to be remembered for all eternity as the dope <laughs> blew his head off on the Fourth of July. It, that begs the question of what was going through that guy's head. Well, a commercial grade Gucci Fire Brothers <laughs> cannonball—that's what was going through that guy's head. Oh yeah, I mean. I know that uh, I know that's uh, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he left loved ones behind, but he also left the contents of his skull behind. And too. that is the worst lesson to learn. I mean, there are other men and people that have learned other lessons about mixing fireworks, like my buddy Paulie the One Thumb. Uh, you know <laughs> that guy. 
you know. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to identify uh, who I'm talking about, but there is a member of my family. Okay. Um, who uh, has a long, long tradition yeah. of getting these fireworks from New Hampshire, mm-hmm. putting them in his truck, and bringing them home for uh, for Fourth of July, and. Uh, you know he he's got the this driveway. What color truck is this? Uh, I think it was at the time it was it was gray. Calling the tip line, get my yeah, great money, baby. Yeah, yeah oh, right. Uh, and he would light these things. Now, he would get these big freaking mortars. Yeah, I mean, they, these were these were Gucci brother right. style things. Now here's the thing that I always thought was amazing. The guy, and, and this is in in Rehoboth, so uh, so it, it, yeah. it's I don't he I am related, and I'm not going to out him, but I think he knows. Who I'm talking about. <laughs> His next door neighbor across the street is a police officer in, the, uh, officer in the city of Providence. Okay. Out of his jurisdiction, though. Out of his jurisdiction uh-huh. and uh, off duty uh-huh. on the 4th of July when he is home. And what has happened over the years, because, again, it's an annual tradition. Right. What has happened over the years is there is a direct competition oh. between my family member and the guy who lives across the street each one of them are blasting off these mortars off their driveway to outdo each other it's kind of like a like a penis envy kind of thing sure. like who, who can who can light off more explosives now half the police department in rehoboth i am related to yeah okay i, I, I you know they like i got like four cousins they're all cops in rehoboth and uh they do their drive-by and, uh, you know, say, what's going on around here? Well, the Providence cop is a, you know, that's, yeah. you don't want to cross the thin blue line he's of like, that one. No. He's like, hey, you guys didn't see nothing. Yeah. Uh, don't mind don't mind my display this year yeah. paid for by all the fraudulent road work that I never did and got yeah. paid for. Right. <laughs> so they, they'll ignore his, but they'll but they'll be happy to bust the balls of the guy that I'm uh, related to and say, hey, you might want to pipe down with those uh. things. They turn around because it's a cul-de-sac. They turn around, they leave, and guess what happens? They finish the display. Two drunken idiots with illegal fireworks right in their property. One's a cop, and no one says boo. Can we? Can we do? Uh, I know MGM probably can't put this on the sports book because it's unethical. But can we make side bets ourselves this year of random things we might read as a news story after Fourth of July? Oh, like how many people blown their hands off? No, I got here's mine. Here's mine. Ready? What? Somebody. We're going to do a news story at some point of somebody who strapped a Roman candle to a drone. Oh, yeah. And That's... either killed somebody or burned someone's house down. That's, That's I'm what, su- what are the odds I, of that? I am surprised that hasn't been done. It, it must have been done already. You got to handicap the odds for me on that. What? Maybe what? Two to one odds. Two to one. You got yeah, to believe yeah. some dope's going to do that. I'm not getting rich on that. No. Gonna, well, now that people are listening to this, you know, that guy called in. He's from Ellington. Now, now half the town in Ellington's like, that's a great idea. It's a great. It's a we'll great. Get ourselves a, a drone now. But by the way, uh, I think it might damage the drone too. <laughs> It'd be the last thing we ever do in that drone. You know, you can see that happen. Like the drone runs out of batteries, the Roman candle lands on some poor guy's roof that it was over, and just burns down. That. And it never burns down the roof of the people shooting the fireworks off. It right. always burns down the neighbor. <laughs> I'm dead who's just, serious. Who's just trying to sleep or calm their dog down? Yeah, I really hope. My neighbors are listening. I'm dead serious when I say this. Yeah. That there have been Fourth of July's where I've had to stay home in my backyard 
with my uh, hose out the front and a hose out the back because I know there's a very likely chance that my house might catch on fire from their fireworks. Yes. Yeah. The folks at Chickabee really don't uh, follow that law very well. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, I love it. Like I said, born and raised, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, you're not wrong. No. Uh, you're and it's, not wrong. You know, it's 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 by the park. There were di- people uh, shooting them off on yeah. the street I was living at by uh, by Elms College. By, by the way, without saying where I live, I live within. I could almost throw a baseball in the air to a park. That's how close I live to a park. Okay, where they could just walk a hundred yards or two hundred yards and shoot them off in the park and not have to worry about anyone's house burning down. Right, but do they? No. no, of course. During not. the pandemic, when everyone got that free government money, remember that? I do. It was all fireworks all the time, baby, because everyone was home. You remember that? Yeah. It was just fireworks after one after another. I that was the best. I said the the best news of them end, ending the stimulus program was like, no more fireworks. This is great. I've I've never understood, and I, I, why it's allowed in Massachusetts that these fireworks companies in, in New yeah. Hampshire are able to advertise in Massachusetts yeah. when it's not legal right. in Massachusetts. I mean, you can say, well, you, you can get sparklers, uh, you know, at Costco or, right. you know, or go up north. But it's like uh, you, you can get so much more, so much better. You can't do it with, <laughs> than, uh, sparklers. You can't do it with weed. Yeah. It's legal in Massachusetts, but you can't have a, a, a weed company advertising the station. But the fireworks company could technically advertise and it's not legal. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? This segment brought to you by Gucci Brothers Fireworks and Atlas Fireworks <laughs> Productions in Peterborough, New Hampshire. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to... It's 849 with Pax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 856 and the Talking Heads with uh, Bax and Nagel and, uh, and Marty Caproni. Uh, let's see. Um, Marty's been here all uh, for half the week. Half the week. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been great to have you. Steve is back on uh, on Monday, but you'll be back filling in for me in uh, in July. So well, that's you're enjoying up yourself. Are you going to be on like a relaxing vacation or a every vacation? vacation is meant to relax? Are you trying to say that you're not always chipper and happy to be here? Is that what you're telling me? Well, it's not that I don't, uh, it's not that I mind being here. Yeah, you, you know, I, mean, I, I, I like the work. I mean, I like, uh, yeah. you know, I like the job, but uh, I actually like doing nothing a little bit more. Yeah, I noticed that when uh, you were speaking about retirement and had it literally down to the day and the hour <laughs> until you could retire. Well, let's, uh, let's take a look because uh, <laughs> interesting that you say that. Uh, we're about to hit a milestone. Oh, what's the, what? Well, uh, right now, I have exactly 3,005 days, 15 hours, 3 minutes, and 28 seconds left to go before I retire from this godforsaken business. So, you know, in five days, six days, actually, I'm going to be down. Cross the 3,000 threshold. I, yeah, I will hit the, the 3,000 threshold. Yeah. And now, you know, then then starts to become real, you know, and it's only 2,999 days. days left before I Retire from his God for second business. T- you're T minus 10 years then, right? That's correct, right? You're under yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Now, if you're listening at home, get your uh, commemorative Mike back to <laughs> bobblehead. I'm telling you right now, you know, my my date is September 15th, 2031. That's so it. You're out. That, that, at that point, well, I'm actually, you know, that goes. I could be, I could be out by the end no. of today. But, uh, you know, but the, if all things work out as planned, sure. that's 
that's the day I walk off into the sunset. And just a big wave to go do nothing and be happy. That's exactly it. Now, I had a a very good friend of mine who, uh, a little bit older than me, and he says, you know, you are going to be so bored during your retirement. You're like, yeah. And I I said, do not (laughs) underestimate the ability and artistry of doing nothing (laughs) quite like a Baxendale. No. no one, <laughs> no nobody. And when I family, say it, family pride, yes. When I, when I say that we embrace inactivity, a sedentary lifestyle was what I was meant to do. If you do a twenty-three and me, it comes back thirty percent Scottish, seventy percent sedentary. <laughs> <laughs> what country is sedentary? You actually have some three-toed tree sloth in you. We didn't yeah, notice right. that in the DNA. <laughs> um, there's absolutely. It says here there's absolutely no. <laughs> migration of the Baxendale family tree. Here's here's a here's a weird uh a, a weird follow-up <laughs> question to that. Okay. Um so a lot of people when they retire, they never want to do what they did. Like in other words, if you were a landscaper and you retire, you're like, I'll never mow my lawn again. Yeah. Uh if you're a roofer, you're like, I'll never touch or a carpenter, you're like, I'll never touch a tool or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um do you think when you retire you're going to get very quiet and just not really talk to people at all? Um, uh, no, I, I would be willing to talk to people, but most of that conversation will be, did I tell you I'm retired? <laughs> you- I'm going to get very, very chatty about that, <laughs> letting everybody know I'm not working. Do you know who has the best early bird special with a senior discount? <laughs> Everywhere you go. Uh, I, I can I can see it now. I can see me uh, you know waking up early, uh, not too early. I mean you know me, me you know, if I sleep past seven o'clock, I felt like I uh, slept yeah. the whole day away. But I can see myself you know waking up at a reasonable time and taking a quick drive over to uh, Evan's egg house and ordering oh, up the bacon, bacon hash, hash and say you know what this is the w- this is how I should have been doing it all along. You know. Uh, you're making me almost miss the fact that I, I don't have a real career anymore because there's sure. no retirement for me. Right. There is just me finally one day in an Elks Lodge catching a dinner roll to the side of the head when I didn't see it coming and falling <laughs> off the stage and then six of my friends throwing one benefit for oh, me, yeah. raising me $1,500 yep. and sending me on my way. But I'll I meet see, you. I'll meet you at Evan's. Yeah. Oh, I'll absolutely. live in there. I'll, you know, I'll there even I'll with leave, my eye patch. Yeah, you with your eye patch because of the <laughs> the dinner roll. But I'll tell you what, uh, breakfast is on me. When we do that. Oh well, I'll, well, I'll even fancy, I'll even, fancy, fancy. because oh, I've been saving for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you like this is what happens when you actually have a retirement a four hundred one k, Marty. You can get your buddy over here an extra side of bacon hash. I'll Anything be, else? I'll be happy to to buy an inexpensive breakfast. Come for on, you. Marty. You want the toast? Go ahead, splurge. You get the toast. You <laughs> it's get the toast. Nine oh one with Dax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock one hundred two. 